Welcome, fellow lighting nerds and friends, to The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association. My name is Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for joining me again this week. I appreciate you all so much. Uh, Don't forget to share and subscribe to this podcast. It is super helpful, and um, every time we get another uh, industry uh, insider or partner uh, listening to this podcast, it's uh, super helpful for all of us in our attempts to increase industry-wide communication. So thank you so much for supporting the podcast, telling a friend, uh, and I just appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. So uh, this week on the podcast, we have a returning guest. Um, You guessed it. It's my husband, Frank Bartlett. Um, And I asked him to come back to the podcast this time to talk about um, transitioning out of a business as the business owner. Um, I've mentioned on the podcast before that um, at the end of 2020, my husband had an exit from a business that he started with his business partner, in uh, 1985. And I wanted him, it's something that comes up a lot in our groups about exit strategies for a business that you've, (laughs) you've owned and loved and cared for for many years, decades, usually, and about how you start to take the first steps to even evaluating if it's a good time to sell your business, or do you need to wait? Or what are the major pieces you have to have in place? So I know from going through the journey with my husband that he definitely learned a lot along the way. Um, because I think as somebody told him, um, selling businesses was not his business <laughs> day to day. So there was a lot to learn from it. So I just asked him to come on and give us some insight that he gained, what he learned about what the best time is to sell a business and to share any tips he learned. So hi, Frankie. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) So what would you say was the best first step you made or that somebody can make as they look to maybe exit from their business? Start early. I probably started the transition to selling the business 10 years before I actually did. And so just to be clear, your strategy in exiting your business was always to sell it to employees that might want to buy it from you? Did you ever have any different plan? You know, one of the things my partner and I did agree on in, you know, back in 85 when we did get to business, going business together, is that we would not let our kids get too involved in it and that we would always make it available to the project managers that work for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was our intention from day one to be a larger scale outfit and have employee benefits and good working environment, which is really popular today because of the toxic work environment that a lot of people are having to live with. But um, we we knew we wanted a more, a company that people could retire from, including ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it was always the plan to have it live past you all. Absolutely. So in that regard, my exit strategy started 37 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that... Not that I was going to hurry up and get out. Well, originally I wanted to retire at 55. Then I said I would retire when my business partner retired because he's 10 years my senior. Mm -hmm. Somebody had to stay, make sure he (laughs) got paid. Right. (laughs) So then I was obligated to make sure he got paid because I didn't know if I left the same time he did. 
and his buyout, he financed for with me for, with the company for five years. Mm-hmm. Just to give a little bit of business background, uh, we are, your businesses are incorporated in the state of Georgia or were, and um, the business that we're speaking about today was a S corp. No, no C corp. C corp. C corp. Which is not very popular nowadays. Right, but just so that people have some context to what kind of business that you had. And well, I guess might... I ought to make it clear that the, I, the only business I really sold was Pace Electric. Yeah. <laughs> was an electrical contract. It was a contracting yeah. shop, uh, the lighting stores. Yeah. Right. Different. It's different. But there are hopefully some generalities. So, so you started early. Then when it kind of came down to rubber meeting the road, what was the best next step you took in hindsight? Okay. So um, if I didn't have the property mm-hmm. and I rented. Right. Then I feel like five years is enough for a good exit strategy. But it has to start. You can't wake up one morning and decide you're going to sell your business. It has to be. It has to have a plan. Even if it's a bad plan, it's better than no plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So while I didn't have any advice five years prior to selling the business, I knew that the one thing I needed to do again was making sure the profits were profitability was there and sales were there, but also start grooming the people that I thought were probably going to want to buy into the business. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's step number one, making sure you're grooming your employees and you have the employees, if you're going to do it my way, and that you have the employees set to uh, take over the business. Mm-hmm. And again, that, that takes a long time. You have to breed that into them and that they, uh, they, they take another step. Right. You know, they're not the owners yet, but they're, Owners in training kind of thing. Right. And you can tell those that are going to rise up to it and those aren't. And then sometimes you fail in those decisions that you made. Like, I'm sure this guy's going to rise up, but then he doesn't. You have to end up, you, you end up. Le- <laughs> Same as any other employee Same, hiring right. decision. Sometimes they work out great. Sometimes it's, all right, that didn't go as intended. Right. Well, one of the one of the owners of Face Electric now has only worked for me probably six months before it was it, it, he was offered to buy in, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, right. because he had the potential. Right. So, so, um, so that was a key for you getting the right employees in place. But then, talk about a little bit your journey personally. Um, it, again, you don't no details needed, no, but I, just I, like uh, so, you getting the employees in place. But didn't you have to do? Like you had to uh, wrap things up in a package that was good for your employees, but also good for you personally as your retirement plan, right? right? Well, okay, yep. And uh, the first thing I did was uh, have my accountant independently evaluate what my business was worth. And then there's three popular methods for doing that and, you know, be a cash basis or, you know, equity. So um, set multiple off of sales. So um, he did a an evaluation of the business and it was fairly in depth and came up with three potentials. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I had not made the commitment to any of the employees yet, I opted to go with pretty much the lowest appraisal because I wanted to assure that the employees were successful. I wasn't looking to make a bunch of money, <clears throat> charge them a bunch of money because I was interested in financing it for them because I didn't want to, have to pay taxes on that much money in one year. So, um, so I, I'm, I'm 60, I was 62 years old when I sold the business, 72 when I can start drawing on social security, IRA, uh, 401k. So I really only needed enough money to last me 10 years. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> anyway, first thing I did was 
sent out an email. I had the business appraised. Next thing I did is I sent an email out to all the people that I thought had potential to buy the company and would add value to the mm -hmm. company. And then I got replies back from those people. And there were six of them that was really interested in buying the company. And then making sure that I had the which I didn't have to make sure because they made sure for me that the people that were critical to the operations of the business, the one person who is a project manager and purchasing another project managers at different departments, uh, the one of the two admin people. Yeah. Um, so the people this that kept new, the business running on a daily basis. Yeah. This mix of people could easily run the company because they had all the people in place. And then again, the concept being when you sell a business to employees is that they're going to work so much harder. They're going to make sure that they're um, that they're successful so that they can make the money and then be able to pay, right. you know, so their their profit level, the profit level potential is much greater when you have six new people getting in the business than those same six people when they were working for somebody else. It's just human nature. Right. Um, so I want to talk a little bit. I want you to speak a little bit about your decision on when to sell your company based on sales because that matters right like you want to sell your business when it's you fill in the blank here for me you want to sell your business when it's particularly profitable when um like what's the calculus there in your experience should i know we're just speaking from your experience well my official answer is i don't know okay i wouldn't want to have a banner one year and uh try to base my sales on that and then just for them to overpay for a business. I think it needs to be a, a good value. It needs to go back at least five years. If you're talking about um, multiple off of sales mm -hmm. or multiples off of profitability, it needs to go back at least five years because it's got to be. You, you, you've had some bad years. It's got to be averaged in with some good years. It's got to be. It's got to be fair, which is one of the reasons I picked the lowest evaluation. I think I was slightly higher than, but it wasn't anywhere near the middle evaluation. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that, that's why, you know, we, we did it that way. And, and I just, I just think it needs to be an average because they're going to have bad years. They're going to have good years. They need to be able to weather it. Right. Did you ever get approached in your years of, uh, selling out to another like contractor or a different kind of business? Did no. you ever consider any of those? Well, never got offered because we're mostly profitable. It's oh. the it's the underwater unprofitable companies that get those offers, okay. and then that they offer is the cash infusion. You stay, you manage the company. They offer the cash infusion to pay off the bills, so <clears throat> the company's not running properly. And I'm I'm just speaking generally. It's not everybody, but mostly those consolidators went for underwater companies that they could buy cheap, inject some money in, but it had the potential to make money. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's their formula. So I know in your um, uh, selling process, you hired a, an attorney that specializes in this kind of work. Is that correct? It has to be. Uh, yes. It's an attorney slash accountant slash CPA. Okay. There's only a few firms that can do it and uh, do it properly. Um, that goes back to Gee, I, you know, you saw my my no, it's like sale inch, book. Yeah, it's a four-inch binder, <laughs> you know, uh, because we were going fractional shares rather than whole shares. That had to be a corporate resolution. Um, it, it was just um, it's a very complicated process. And although it's just a small company, and it, it, but it is a 
because it's a C corp, especially LLCs, subchapter S's, uh, single proprietorships would be a much simpler process than what I had to go through. This was horribly expensive just to get all of the paperwork right and to get um, the loan documents in such a uh, condition that if they did happen to run the business in the ground, thankfully they haven't and, and, they and, they, and, and they're not going to, <laughs> but that they still were obligated to me. I can't give them this gift of... And I, if I didn't mention it earlier, I opted to finance it for 10 years. Um, I did mention it just because yeah. 62 to 72. But um, and um, anyway, I just didn't need any more money than what I was selling the company for. Right. The income I have for the next 10 years is fine, sustain me. And then my personal investments are fine after that. So did you ever consider, was there ever a world in which, and I know a lot of different things would have had to come into play to make this happen. But was there ever a world in which you just thought about liquidating your business, not passing it along? Like say you didn't have key employees in place and you didn't have kids in the business and they didn't want to take it over. I know this didn't happen to you, so you might be only speak limited, Oh no, oh no, you're but, wrong. You're wrong. Well, but you there didn't. Was, there was times when I wanted to <laughs> run away from the business. I would have given the darn thing away. Just, so, just promise me you're not going to come after me for the money I owe, and I'll be happy to leave. But so, we passed that a long time ago. Though. Right? No, I understand. But like, there are some people that that they don't seem to have an option other than something like that as an exit strategy. Would you agree? Do you have any advice on that? So, if um, in a contracting shop. Um, you know, we have backlog mm -hmm. and backlog is uncompleted, basically the total amount of uncompleted contracts that we have in hand. So it's not that simple in contracting and that I really need to, I need to finish my obligations, my contracts. So walking away or liquidating is really hard to do because if you do that and you still have contracts that you haven't completed, then, uh, then somebody's coming after you. Yeah. You're going to get sued. You're going to get sued and they're going to win. Yeah. You know, they, uh, so unless you're planning on fleeing to some non-extradition country, <laughs> <laughs> you just can't do that. In a lighting store, um, or you or have... Or even like a manufacturer that has a warehouse full of goods or something like that. Manufacturing is a whole different ball. Well, game. I'm just I, saying I, when you have when you have physical product, what well, is, is, does the calculus change? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about with okay. the lighting stores. So you don't... If I'm not giving away too much of your business, you don't use floor plans. You know, you don't buy too much where um, you're floor planning the product, where they're giving you 120 or, you know, six months or whatever the terms are. I don't think most lighting showrooms do. I think most lighting showrooms own their inventory. Most lighting showrooms used to not. Oh, okay. What well, they do now, I have been, no idea. <laughs> you've been, you've back, been around longer than me. <laughs> back when I was involved in your business, and I was trying to... Uh, gain discounts and uh, and what they wanted to offer me all the time was floor plans or dated and uh, well I really don't want that you know because I'm fairly simple you know I, I want to look at my checkbook and I want to say okay that belongs to me I want to pay my vendors as quickly as possible I want to get that money out as quick as possible so uh, and of course if I pay promptly I'd like to get a little bump right. for that but uh, but anyway back to your point then. So if a lighting showroom wanted to get out, it's much easier because you have, you may have some deposit money mm -hmm. that you have to return mm -hmm. or complete, but it's, it's small usually, right. you know, unless you're in a big apartment job or a, a giant house or, you know, 
a big commercial job or something like that. So you um, you have to you have to you know you have to give those people their money back if you're not going to complete your job. <laughs> right, of course. And then uh, and then the really only assets you have are the light fixtures. So uh, you have to you know you have to. You have to pay people that you owe money to, or you have to file bankruptcy. So, if you are fairly well caught up, and then you want to just have an auction, which is what one company in Savannah did years ago, they just they just did a big auction off everything they had on display, everything they had in the warehouse. They had customers come through and make offers on stuff. They tagged them as people made their offers on it. They wrote it up, but they the people that bought the light fixtures had it have their own people come take it. Mm-hmm. Like you can have this light fixture, it's. 75% off of retail, but and it's hanging right there, but you, gotta, you somebody's got to take it down. I'm not taking it down for you. So um, I understand that they did pretty well on that, that the auction worked, uh, private auction, not where you hired a, an auctioneer, um, worked really well, and it was enough to pay. They were actually selling a manufactured product that they hadn't paid for yet on a lot of it. Mm. But my, my understanding was they did collect enough money to be able to meet their obligations and uh, pay off their suppliers. So really, that's it. Because most lighting showrooms, I would say, rent. So you don't have any real hard assets. You got a truck, a delivery truck. Mm-hmm. You have the light fixtures. I don't know what else you got, right. really. You know. But then that kind of exit maybe isn't the best retirement plan, unless I guess you've saved up along the way, right? No, no. The best retirement is sell the business. But um, I did call a broker or mm-hmm. two, just you know, okay, in case this doesn't go through and my employees don't want to buy the business or the risk is too much for them. Maybe nobody wants to buy the business. <laughs> right. yeah. But a broker, uh-huh. 20%. Wow. And he's going to go for your highest evaluation, of course. And you're going to settle probably somewhere down in the middle. He's going to get 20% of that money. And more than likely, the new owners are going to require you to stay there for, what, three years, something. And then you're going to be obligated to make sure that company makes money. And then how do you work for somebody after you work for yourself, trying to make sure they made money, and they're make and your your requirement is that, that you make them more money than you're probably making for yourself. Right. It just seems like an uncomfortable corporate crap to excuse my <laughs> work. And I don't think people like you and your listeners, outside of maybe manufacturers or me, really opted to live in a corporate environment. We'd rather be much freer. Mm-hmm. Rather than have these rules and regulations that some corporation's going to put down on you, right? Yeah. Well, that's the joys of small business ownership, right? Well, and again, if I can be so bold, uh, when you own a small business, not contracting, but when you own a small business, all you're really trying to get out of it, you may be lucky and get more, is a is a good paycheck mm-hmm. and freedom and a path to prosperity, right? You're not ever unless you're going to franchise uh owning a small business not a path to get rich it's it's a path for a really nice living and a nice retirement contracting is different (laughs) (laughs) well you're going to get retail for a light fixture and you're going to be whatever your margins are and that's what you're going to make on on contracting and just like with electrical contracting service calls if i have a rate per hour of hundred dollars an hour whatever it is that's all you're going to make is a hundred dollars an hour you know bless your uh fixed costs but if in contracting if you have 
I don't know, a ground fault tripped in your house and you call me and I, you know, and I say it's going to be $500 for me to fix this mess. And uh, you say, okay, go ahead. And I go there and push, push a button, button. And, and I fix the ground <laughs> fault. Technically, you owe me $500. Right. <laughs> do you ever want to do that? No, no not you know, really. Because that's not goodwill and that would ruin your business. But that's the joys of contracting okay. and why there's so much money in contracting. So we are, we have covered our time here it's been good i just want to ask in closing what is if you had to wrap up your experience of selling a business that was your baby for many years outside of your two human babies this is you know your other baby um what's what's your key takeaway for anyone as they're considering my, my first year i was uh okay <sighs> I have to, you may have to run just a little long. We're good, we're good. <laughs> so um, one of the things that my attorney, CPA, had uh, was very strict on is that I can't have anything to do with the company. I, I, I couldn't, I, I, I can't be an employee anymore. They can't pay my health insurance anymore. It had to be a hard and fast separation because of the risk that if these people didn't pay, that they may go back and try to blame me. Mm -hmm. Like, well, he's the one that gave me the advice, and it was bad advice, and that's why we can't uh, make this business successful and all of that. So for the first year, I did uh, consume myself with uh, how they were performing. Um, And uh, and I consumed myself with that, and I found myself wanting to uh, tell them what I think they're doing wrong. And uh, and then I worried about getting paid, and you know, and it was just it was just the first year was 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 horrible mm-hmm. uh, as far as me being consumed by what they were doing and not being able to have any input. So um, I did I did write one email and uh, that I probably shouldn't have, and that I know that I shouldn't have. And then they cut off my email. They cut <laughs> off my access to the computer Good system. For them. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just they okay the heck with this. I don't want to hear from them. And which is probably right, because I ran the business successfully for 35, 36, 37 years, whatever it was. Uh, but I did have some old uh, habits that were 30 years old, you know, and then uh, and these these folks uh, want to bring a fresher, younger, uh, more uh, popular uh, method, I guess. Well, you know. they are today's mindset. Yeah, more, yeah, yeah, right. So um, when they cut me off, it was the best thing they could have done. So you would recommend anybody doing this, whatever your end date is, like take that seriously, prepare to be done. I think you have to, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to finance it. Go on a long vacation so you don't have to think about it for a while. <laughs> and don't have any access to their uh, their finances or their mm-hmm. jobs or anything else or let any employee go off and say, oh, I'm just going to call Mary and see what she thinks because she ran this business, you know, before, and, and I don't think you're making the right decision. So I, I could go on and on. But uh, And going back to the people that bought Pace Electric, I was really careful about how I mix what I offered them to be able to buy also so that uh, the other thing that was a lot of, a little bit of training was that they had to learn how to uh, operate as a committee. I, I was more of a dictatorship. I was a nice dictator, but you know, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but um, but I was more of a dictator. I mean, if I wanted to go buy five new trucks, I just went and buy, bought five new trucks. I didn't have to ask anybody anything because I ended up being the sole owner after my partner left. Operating by committee—that's another thing that uh, is different. And then people are going to make mistakes because even though you tried to show them 
uh, how to do it and expected them to do it and having a good mix of percentages so that no one person could be uh, in charge. Um, so they're going to have stumbling blocks on that too, and that's going to take a year or two. So um, <clears throat> anyway. So it's been a process. Been a process, but I'm good now. Yeah, but yeah. Um, as long as I get paid. Right. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, but in, in the end result, and this is the last question. Okay. End result. Looking back, was it worth it? Oh Was yeah. it worth it to own your own business and go through all the ups and downs? So again, you asked me leading questions here. So <clears throat> that's what an interviewer is supposed to do. I know, but we're already out of time. Okay. Well, <laughs> the um. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> was it worth it? Yes. The Again, that first year where I was a little fixated on what they were doing, um, I also had trouble trying to figure out what am I going to do with my time. Uh, I, a lot of business owners, that's that's their hobby. Is you know, you're, Not everybody can go operate a lighting store and go on the weekends and play golf or go fishing. You know, the business almost consumes them. So even when they're not working, they have a tendency to think about it and, oh, what am I going to do next week? And, you know, so um, you end up not having many hobbies. Yeah. Or I didn't, right. you know, in that old-fashioned way of doing things. Because mm -hmm. that's the way I was raised. You work your butt off all your life so that you can retire out and enjoy your retirement. I, you know, so, um, but that only worked so far because this, my, my, my off time was my job right. still. So yes, once I got past that first year, um, and now when we're in our good, you know, in our beginning of our second year, mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I, yeah, I say it's totally worth it. I start, you know, I, 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 I work for my kids now, so I work free. <laughs> I'm, I'm building a fence next week. But it was, <laughs> I, you know, I know, but it was worth the... <laughs> 40 years. I loved every morning getting up and going to work, even when I was getting hollered at by a customer. Right. But, you know, you fix your problems. Keep your small problems small. You know, whatever that takes. Right. Just keep them small. Don't let them escalate into big problems. And then um, I think everything works out. Right. Well, thank you for doing this again with me. I know it's not your fave, but uh, as the listeners of The Light Files know, we're trying to bring in more... Uh, interviews and outside perspectives and i appreciate you talking about your business exit here because it is something a lot of people are thinking about and wondering about and i so your input is appreciated start early get good advice very good very good thanks everyone thank you so much for listening i will talk to you next time take care